Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Over the years, the Kansas City Marathon has become one of the premier marathons in not only the Midwest, but all of the United States. Of course, COVID has had an impact on that as well. But they've decided to do something different and create the Million Mile Challenge. The marathon is something that is used to support a lot of events here in Kansas City to make our sports scene even better than it's been in years past. You want to get involved and join the Million Mile Challenge? Feel free to do so at sportatkc.org. Here's my conversation with the head of the marathon, Dave Borton. Well, we're getting closer and closer to that time, Dave, and I'm, I'm looking at the website. I'm starting to get like a little emotional. I'm like, man, the marathon's not happening this year. In fact, no races are happening. And, you know, Jen and I have been doing this thing now for the last couple of years. It seems like every month there's a race. You're doing something. You're getting excited about it. And now we're stuck in, in all of this. What's it been like from your perspective with, uh, with no races, not just here in Kansas City, but pretty much around the country? Yeah, it's really disappointing. Um, I think the reality is we couldn't responsibly hold an in-person Garmin Kansas City Marathon with eight, nine, 10,000 people during the pandemic. And I know you've seen race starting lines and people crammed in together and, you know, aid stations with older volunteers and big groups of people. It's just, it would have been really hard to pull off in a responsible manner. I think really small races can happen and there's been some happening around town, 100, 200, 300 people for the most part, but uh, it is disappointing. It really is. I know on our end, we almost feel like we're working harder trying to execute a virtual event, which is crazy because the payoff most of the time isn't as cool for the virtual race as you get with the, you know, the race day adrenaline, the excitement, yep. everybody kind of pulling for each other. And that's, that's the one thing we really tried to do with transitioning this year's race to the Garmin KC Marathon Million Mile Challenge was we're trying to recapture that race day vibe of everybody's kind of working towards a common goal. In this case, we're encouraging people to log their running and walking miles, and we're trying to get to a million total miles logged. And that could be if you're going out walking your dog, if you're going to get groceries, if you're a stay-at-home dad or stay-at-home mom and you're chasing the kids around the house all day. Uh, My mom signed up for a full marathon because she's like, hey, this is my one chance to get a medal, and she's doing like a mile and a half a day for, you know, 13 days or whatever that looks like. So uh, we are trying to kind of – because. No offense to any other races, it's been a really challenging year, but at first it was, okay, we can't have the race, we're doing doing a virtual race, go run it wherever you want, whenever you want, we'll mail you a shirt, we'll mail you a medal. And after about a month of that, people got really bored of that. And so we've tried to come up with something different with this Million Mile Challenge. We've already gotten to 
about 220,000 miles logged by our runners and walkers, which is great. And we're hoping to get to that million mark. And if we can get there, Heartland Coca-Cola is going to be writing a big check to our nonprofit organization, which will be you know, great for us. Like a lot of other nonprofits, we're struggling right now with out being able to host these big fundraising events. And a lot of our budgets don't look great right now. So um, yeah, I would definitely encourage people to check out our website, kcmarathon.org. And it gives you something to commit to the next couple months and, you know, get walking and get running and, you know, getting outside and getting exercise. If you can do it safely and socially distance, it's, it's probably more important now than ever. I know it's very stressful times for sure. Well, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of been the one saving grace that, you know, some of us have had, at least you can get outside, get some exercise in because you're trapped in your house or you're, you're you know, you're living here, you're working here. Everybody's kind of staying at home and you, you can't go to the gym or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. So you want something to do. And, and, and this, you're right. I think this is a lot more fun than maybe say doing that virtual race where you're just on your own and doing it on your own. Because part of running for me and the race of day event for me is being with people and, and pushing each other along and doing it with a friend and competing against a friend and, and, and just kind of that race day vibe that you get just being there with people and being in that atmosphere, you know? Yeah, I think people that aren't runners maybe don't know that about running. Um, you know, if you do other things, maybe you play adult basketball or softball or whatever. I mean, that is two teams and they're working hard to beat the other team. And that's like, you know, you may slap high fives at the end or the beginning of the game, but really you're looking to win and do well. You know, in running, other than the top five or 10 runners, the other 10,000 people, they're just out there rooting for the other guy to do well. I mean, it's all about people trying to improve for themselves. I mean, really, in running, for the most part, you're not competing against other people. You're kind of competing against yourself. Hey, can I go further than I've gone before? Can I go faster than I've gone before? Uh, and I'm always excited when I see you, you know, out at the marathon or out at the Big 12 run. And, you know, you always give me feedback after you finish, but I'm always excited to see you and tell you great job because. Shoot, 10 years ago, if we would have seen each other, I wasn't running at all. I don't think you were running back then. And now, like, look how much healthier we are and happier. And, you know, a lot of that's due to, to getting outside and running. And it really is a positive thing in people's lives. Well, and, and I think now, too, and it, as we were talking before we started to record this podcast, is like we're sitting here talking about the COVID situation that's going on right now. And both you and I are like, well, we're not really in that high-risk category. And I think a lot of that has to do with getting out and being active and staying in shape. If this was five or ten years ago, who knows where you and I would be right now with that situation. It may be a totally different ball game than when we're sitting here right now going, yeah, I, I feel fairly healthy. I feel great. I, I feel like I'm probably in the best shape of my life right now. And a lot of that is attributed to running. And, and being part of the races. I mean, I'm 43 years old. I still hang my medals up. It's still like kind of motivation for me. And having that taken away this year really has, it has it, it stung for so many different reasons. Yeah, for sure. In, in some ways, I feel like runners have been almost the least impacted by the pandemic because, you know, if you're used to going out and running for an hour every day, you've probably been able to keep doing that the last six months. But to your point, you missed that ultimate payoff. So like a lot of my running friends, they're still going out and they're running for 45 minutes or an hour each day, but they're not in that training, right? Like they're not going to the track once a week. They're not doing a long run on the weekends because like, why would you put in all that effort if there's nothing uh, to train for? Right. And it is yeah. disappointing for sure. But like, like I said, at the end of the day, for me, it's made me feel, even though I'm working from home, even though I'm not going to sporting events, I'm not going out to eat, not going to the movies, like at least my normal routine is sort of the same every day. You know, I'll get up and, run for an hour and come home and get the kids breakfast. And like, at least I have sort of that sense of normalcy. But the other thing I've seen that you've probably seen, there is a lot of new people out there that are 
walking and running and biking. There's a guy in my neighborhood I've known for 12 or 13 years. I've never seen him exercise once. And now he's out there with his kids on the bike trail and, and going around the neighborhood. And it's cool to see, like, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping long-term that, you know, it's hard to take any positives out of COVID-19 and the pandemic, but I'm hoping long-term this will be a good thing for the biking industry and the running industry, because a lot of people are getting outside and active. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's good for the immune system, like getting outside, getting vitamin D, getting cardio, like all those things increase your immune system and make it less likely you'll have serious issues with COVID. All right. So as, as everybody tries to, you know, get their million miles in or get close to that million mile, mile mark for you guys with the KC Marathon and, you know, and, and whatnot, give me some suggestions for folks and things that they can do to, to change it up a little bit. Because the, the one thing I hear from people all the time is, man, how do you run so much? It's so boring. I get so bored when I run. So what are some fun ways that you hear about? see people that are doing to try to get closer to that million mile mark yeah I, I think there's two things I've actually I've been thinking about this a lot is like why did it, some people say I hate running or I can't run like I hear that a lot you probably hear that too sure I really think that unless you're dealing with a serious health issue or you know maybe you blew out your knee in high school or something like that like unless you have a serious health issue I'm a big believer that anyone can be a runner uh, I really feel that way and I think there's two things that I think to your point, maybe stop people in the tracks. One is I think, well, let's say three things. So one, you need a decent pair of shoes, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to put on the shoes you've been mowing your yard with for four years, it's not going to go well. You're going to have painful feet. You're going to hurt your legs. Like something's going to go wrong. So like get a decent pair of shoes. There's tons of great local running stores. They will watch you run on a treadmill and they'll figure out if your foot rolls in or out, if you need a neutral shoe, if you need a support shoe, so get a, get a decent pair of shoes is number one. Number two is slow down and relax. I think a lot of people think of running and they think back when you were in gym class and you were sprinting from one end of the basketball court to the other. I think for me, I used to hate running too. And I kind of started to fall in love with it when it's like, okay, this is my time to get outside, get some fresh air and relax and just slow down. And like I tell my wife all the time, she's like, you're so much faster than me. I go, we're going the same distance. Like, doesn't matter who's faster. So like, if you get a good pair of shoes, if you can slow down and just try to relax and not worry about your pace. And then the third thing is for me, it's all personal preference. Some people want to listen to nature. Some people want to listen to music. When I run, I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. Like for me, I love it. It's my way to catch up on, you know, audiobooks or sports radio podcasts is another big thing for me. Um, and so, obviously, I'm wearing, like, in-ear headphones now. We've had a sponsor the last couple of years, Aftershocks. I, don't know I if love you're them. Familiar with them. Yeah, and I wear them. They sit outside your ear, so when you're running, you can hear if there's a car coming up or if there's someone else running up beside you. So, it's like a way to run safely while still taking in audiobooks or music or podcasts. So yeah, like, they're the best running headphones you can find out there. They've got a great warranty program, too, because right? I'm not great with mine, you know. So, but no, but they're, they're fantastic. And, and I think if, you, if you're right about that, I just got some new running shoes as well and, and the headphones. And the, the shoes make a huge difference. It's ama- I was amazed when I put on these shoes that I'm wearing now. I'm like, holy cow, that's a huge difference from what I was running with just, you know, some regular running shoes. You well, know? yeah, for sure. And I know when I first got into running eight or nine years ago, I'd go to Kohl's. And I think I got some pair of New Balance because I'm like, oh, I've heard New Balances are good. And and granted, New Balance does have some good running shoes. But yeah, now it's like you go and it's like science. They'll measure your foot. They'll look at it, you know, how if it pronates or if it rolls or whatever. So yeah, shoes are a big deal. Slowing down is a big deal. And then, 
if, if even that's not doing enough, find something that'll distract you. Like if you're listening to a podcast or an audio book, you look up and like 30 minutes are gone and you don't even notice it. So mm-hmm. um, the other thing I'd say is just don't try to do too much too quick. You know, if you're not doing anything right now, maybe start with like a run walk thing, walk for two minutes, and then jog for a minute. Like that's a pretty good approach too. But don't try to go from laying on the couch to running five miles every day because you're going to get hurt. So uh, but seriously, I think anyone can do it. And it's so good for mental health. It's, it's, for me, it's the ultimate stress reliever. Like people hear about the runner's high and the endorphin release, but mm-hmm. it's a real thing. It really is. And this is the best time of year to run. I mean, every morning is nice and cool. Every evening is nice and cool, but not too cold. So yeah, we'd love for people to get out and, and do that and take part in the mar- Marathon Million Mile Challenge. Well, and, and, and also, too, what I think is cool about the, the running community, there's such a big charity component to all these races. And, and you guys were getting ready to really hit the ground running this year with Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. And, and, and you got, you know, uh, the runners that my wife included up in Chicago last year and years for that going up there and, and running that race. And everybody was going to be down here and supporting the Kansas City Marathon this year. From a charitable concept, how much money do you think was lost this year? Kind of nationwide because we didn't have these races. I mean, just for our race, it's more than a million dollars. And that doesn't even count any of the money that we make. Like I said earlier, the the Garmin KC Marathon for us is our biggest fundraiser of the whole year for the Kansas City Sports Commission. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not going to be nearly as much this year with, you know, the, the COVID situation and going to a virtual race. But even beyond that and how we benefit as the race organizers, like you said, Ronald McDonald House was poised to come on board. I guarantee that that your group that you helped volunteer for and raise money for would have been, what, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars raised, something like that. Uh, we also work with Team World Vision, who raises money for clean drinking water in Africa, and they last year raised eight hundred thousand dollars through our race. Uh, but now you're looking at instead of. 700 runners for Team World Vision or Ronald McDonald House. Now it's like 100 runners this year because people have been scared and staying inside or they don't want to do the virtual race because it's not the in-person experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say for our race, it's a million bucks for charity that's been impacted. And that's just one race. There's hundreds of races around the country. So yeah, the running industry in general is struggling. It's been tough. And you know, we're talking before we start taping this, I really hope that once we get to next spring and especially next summer, hopefully We'll be talking about the vaccine rollout has gone well. Lots of people have, have, have gotten the shot, and now we're hopefully getting back to normal in terms of running and endurance events and then just, you know, our society as a whole. Well, you mentioned also, too, it's a big fundraising arm for, for the Kansas City Sports Commission. And for those who may not know, the Kansas City Sports Commission puts on all the events, whether it's the NFL draft, whether it's the Big 12 championship, NCAA events, whatever the case may be, you guys have your hand in it, the World Cup and all of that kind of stuff. So, so what's the Kansas City Sports Commission now doing for money? How are you guys raising money? So a lot of our events, we've had to transition to virtual. So I think you've, you've been before to our Casey Sports Awards banquet in June yep. that you know, celebrates the best sports stories of the year in Kansas City. Uh, this year, we had Andy Reid as coach of the year, Brett Beach as executive of the year, Matthew was our sportsman of the year. Uh, and that had to go from an in-person dinner event to a TV broadcast on Channel 41. So a transition like that ended up being great, to be honest. The sponsors got more visibility with the TV broadcast. We cut all of our expenses for food and hotel and all that sort of stuff. But where it's, where we struggle is these endurance events. I mean, the endurance events, you lose some of the expenses, but you're still buying shirts, you're still buying medals, and now you get way less participants. So uh, some of our events, we've been able to successfully transition to virtual. The running events are a lot tougher. We've also created a couple of new events. We have a new golf tournament that's actually coming up in a few days called the Commission Classic. 
Uh, that sold out at 30 teams, which was great. So that's going to be helping out as a fundraiser for us. And, you know, it's only 100 people. So at this point, outdoor events that are small where you can spread out and socially distance, that's pretty safe. And most people are comfortable with that. So just trying to see what we can do that's new in that outdoor space, smaller events. Um, and I think we're going to be doing more of that next year as well. Like what can we do, especially the first six months of the year that will be kind of new and innovative knowing we can only have probably a couple hundred people at most. Yeah. So let, let's talk future Kansas City Marathon now, because you and I have talked about it in the past, the changing up the course a little bit, making, mm-hmm. making it a two-state event. Where are you in kind of the planning stages of that? Because in 13 months, it's going to be here again, Davey B. You need to get yeah. off your keister and get this thing rolling. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to have a new course ironed out by the end of this year or early next year. And we actually don't have a choice in the matter. The uh, I know you've seen our finish line before, finish with three quarters of a mile going down Main Street. It's one of the fastest finishes in the country, but it finishes right where the Kansas City streetcar stops. The Kansas City streetcar is expanding going south. So the first thing to go will be our finish on Main Street. So yeah, we're kicking around lots of ideas for next year. And I, one of the things that's tough for us, we have a great course, we have a beautiful course, but it's fairly challenging. There's oh, some big hills in there, right? But it's Kansas City. Like, there's hardly anywhere you can go where there's not big hills. So what we need to figure out is how can we keep this cool course that runs past all these iconic Kansas City locations? And is there a way we can still do that and make it a little bit easier? That's kind of our goal right now. But it's tough. Like, almost every cool spot in the city, you either you have to either run up to get there or you have to run up to leave there, right? Like, River Market, Plaza, um, Union Station, where we're at now, like, the start of the race, you have to climb up on Grand, and then you go straight down on Main Street. So Kansas City is a tough city. There's, it's a tough city. There's not a lot of locations that are super flat for five or ten miles at a time unless you're out in the middle of nowhere. So we have some fun ideas, uh, and we should be announcing that in the next few months. But uh, new course is definitely going to be a big one. And, man, I really hope we can get to next October. And we feel it'll be very likely we can have the race in person next fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like your idea of just fast-forwarding there and just – things are back to normal next fall. I think we're all going to be a lot happier. So are you going out and like running these courses or are you taking a scooter around? Are you driving? How are you trying to figure out how to, how to create a marathon course? So at this point, there's a lot of tools you can use. Um, we use different websites where you can literally map out courses and it'll spit out, okay, here's the elevation map and you can see where the steepest inclines are. And we can compare it to, here's our current course with a thousand feet of elevation gain and okay, here's a new potential course and only has 800 feet. So like that would be easier. So then it's a matter of uh, now we have to work the course every year around the streetcar. So like they, the streetcar would prefer us not to cross main street going east to west or west to east. So then like we have to either loop around it on the very North end or on the very South end. So that's, that's another thing that comes into play is working around the streetcar line, but otherwise it's, you know, where can we have a cool start and finish as well? I think one of the cool things now about where we finished is there's lots of parking around Crown Center. Uh, The finish has the big uh, park at Washington Square Park where you can have a big after party. So um, having good parking is a big deal. Having a good after party spot is a big deal as well. Um, And then just like, like you said, 
right now we're mapping it out. And once we have a route or two, we think we like, then I'll probably go test run it. Not all at once though. Maybe we'll do like a 10 K at a time and you can come join me. I would do that. If you, if you want to, if you yeah. want to do that, I'll come join you for a 10 K at a time and do something like that. I think it would be a lot of fun, but you mentioned at the beginning, uh, if we get to the million miles, there's a big check that's going to be presented. How much is that check and how can people help get to that million mile mark? Yeah, sure. So the, I'd say the amount is still TBD. Harlan Coca-Cola has committed to making a quote sizable donation. So we're still waiting to see exactly what that is, but I'll be honest, at this point, any donation would be very sizable for us. So, yeah. uh, and they're not cheapskates or anything. So I know they'll be. They're not like be, you, huh? Right, exactly. They're <laughs> not like me at all. I'd be giving a $2 donation and say it's a sizable donation. But right. no, they're, they're great people. They take care of us all the time with uh, donations of products. You know, for the marathon, we need 10,000 water bottles each year after people finish the race. And in this, in this case, they're talking about writing a big check, which is great as well. Uh, if people want to get involved, they can go to kcmarathon.org. Again, kcmarathon.org, it has all the information on the Million Mile Challenge. It's only $40 to register. And like I said, it really gives you something to commit to the next couple months in terms of a motivation to get out there and walk and run. Uh, we just ask that you track your miles. And that could be once a day. It could be once a week. It could be once a month. And again, the goal is trying to get to a million total miles by all of our registered participants. We're at about 220,000 miles right now. As we move along towards a million, we're raffling off items in the process. So when we crossed 100,000 miles, we raffled off 100 free entries to next year's Garmin KC Marathon. We're getting close now to the 250,000 mile mark. When we get there, we'll be giving away 250 premium water bottles from Garmin that are actually, these were created for professional triathletes. So these are really high-end water bottles and we'll have similar giveaways at 500,000, 600,000, 750,000. And then again, the big payoff at that million mark um, that really benefits us and our nonprofit organization. Uh, it's $40 to register. You pick your goal distance, 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon. You can either go, that, go out and run that at a single go, or you could do like my mom and go out and do a full marathon a mile and a half at a time over the course of the next couple months. Uh, you also get a cool t-shirt. A uh, big race medal, and we've also created this ultimate Casey swag bag that gets you a bunch of exclusive offers from Garmin, T-Mobile, the World War One Museum, Charlie Hustle, uh, Chicken and Pickles, Zarda Barbecue, a bunch of great local Kansas City businesses. So you get a bunch of cool stuff. You get to help our nonprofit organization, and you also get some motivation for yourself to be active and get out there and running and walking the next couple months. So yeah, we'd love for people to consider signing up. And again, it's KCMarathon.org is the website. And if you have an iPhone, it does it all for you. You don't even have to worry about turning on an app or anything like that. It just tracks it in your fitness app. And so it's something you don't have to worry about the end of the night, the end of the week. You just look at your phone and say, oh, I got that many miles and I'm ready to go. Can you go over that amount too if you want? Like if you sign up for the 5K, yeah. can you do a 10K or vice versa? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we would prefer you not just sign up for the 5K, do it in one day and then stop. I mean, this is really, we're trying to get the group motivated to stay active over the next couple months. And you know, getting to the million mile mark will be great. But really, this is a way for people to be healthier. I, we've heard from so many people that, oh, man, I, I just can't get motivated. I'm just I'm laying on my couch all the time. I'm watching trash TV or whatever, you know, just not as healthy as I was at the start of the year. And we really want to get people back in that health kick. Just make sure you're doing it in a safe, responsible way. Don't go to a crowded park right after work at 530. That's probably not the best time to do it. But find a location where you can stay spread out from other people. Um, and then find a time of day where it's not super busy. And the other thing that's funny is, like you, like you said, you can track all your steps automatically. 
If you go out and you run five miles in the morning, you'll find out at the end of the day you've done like eight or nine miles of total steps because you've been walking around the house and making the kids dinner and walking the dog and going to the grocery store. And it's just, it's kind of cool to see how that stuff adds up and how active you really are when you don't even know if you're not tracking it. And, and look, if I can do it, my wife can do it, you can do it, anybody can do it. It's a lot of fun. Get on board. What's the website again? Yep, kcmarathon.org. And yeah, we invite everybody to be part of the Garmin KC Marathon Million Mile Challenge. The marathon has become a big way to fund many events around the Kansas City area, whether it's keeping the Big 12 in town, bringing the NFL draft here, even competing for a bid to host the World Cup. The marathon is extremely important to sports in Kansas City. And you know what? It's helping keep Kansas City one of the great cities in the United States. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.